Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Album vs. Album, Light Edition. I am your co-host, Lucas Lawrence, and with me, as always, is the McChicken sauce to my ketchup that I mix together when I eat french fries, Kale Judy. Hey. Do you ever do that with the McChicken sauce and the ketchup? You know, I'm a pretty staunch cheeseburger guy. I just get two cheeseburgers. And then sometimes a fry. No fry. Well, what do you dip your fries in? Just just get those ketchup packets. See, I'm disgusting. I mix with chicken sauce and ketchup. Should I be taught? Should I even admit this on a? No, I mean it's probably delicious. It sounds it good. I so think it's probably killing me. Today, Kale is the first time I am physically in a room with you while we record. It's very exciting. It's really exciting. We're in a very lovely studio. Yes. We are being graced with the use of a friend's podcast studio and his video production company. So this actually could be our first um, advertisement. The album, ver- <laughs> album versus album uh, is brought to you today by Noravera Visuals. I'm not sure they want to be bringing this to you, but they are. So. Yeah, they haven't asked us to mention their name, but... Uh, <laughs> No, if weirdly weirdly enough, no one has yet. Yeah, no one has. So if you're interested in uh, this slot, very affordable, hit yeah. us up on Twitter. We'll, very uh, affordable. We can work it out. Well, today we're doing a sort of a inverted version of our most popular episode. Our most popular episode of all time is our playlist we made called Songs to Make You Cry. Very surprising that the Songs to Make You Cry is the one that you guys all went for, but you guys are crazy for it. Yeah, a bunch of sad, sad people. People who are sad, like listening, like listening to us talk. I mean, they got to find solace and friendship somewhere, and why not with us? That's true. Or maybe we, like, are so silly and dumb that they're like, they make that we make them feel better about themselves. It could be that it's also forty-seven minutes long and just the most approachable <laughs> entry point. <laughs> well, hopefully, this one's just as approachable. Tonight we are flipping this thing on its head, and we are making a playlist called Songs to Make You Smile. Songs to Make You Smile. Songs that make you smile. Songs to make you smile. I thought we were going Songs to Make You Happy. Yes, Songs to Make You Happy. Thank you. This is why you're you're my (laughs) co-host. Yes, Songs to Make You Happy. So you you got the episode to make you sad. Now turn that frown upside down, guys. These are songs that... I mean, I'm not going to say they're all happy songs, but they're songs that make us happy and, and for different reasons. So I'm pretty excited to get into it because I feel like it's harder to find good, happy music because there's a lot of music that's happy out there that mm-hmm. is annoying. It's true. It's like hard. the hamster dance. The hamster dance. Or that, um, that great uh, bad lip reading with Yoda. Penny for your thoughts. I hate Brenda, and a bad guy hit me in the shin, and I peed all in my pants. <laughs> oh, wow. Seagull. Seagull, stop it now. Yeah. Very happy song. I think I'm, that, I have to say probably in the last 10 years, that might be one of the top five hardest times I've ever laughed watching that video. Oh, the first time I ever saw it, I laughed so hard. And you know what's funny? I got my kids into it, and then I got my, like, nephews and nieces. So whenever we gather as a family, we watch that. And there's a sequel. Have you seen the sequel? No. Buddy, you're going to laugh. You got something to laugh about. So before we jump into the playlist, 
Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Check us out on the socials. Hit that subscribe button if you have not yet. Or follow if you're on Spotify. Follow if you're on Spotify. I switched over to Spotify. Listen to all my podcasts through Spotify now. Attaboy. Was that, what was that? Is that bad? Am I, I mean, they took all the Gimlet podcasts, right? So I think they're just, uh, you know, it's it's by hook or crook. Our, I mean, our top two. Actually, no. Apple Podcasts is our most listened to place. And then I think Spotify is number three, maybe. But hey, all you Deezer listeners out there, we're, you know, if you're listening on Deezer right now, give yourself a pat on the back because we see you. We see you. We see you. I uh, I also want to give a shout out to Jim in Texas. Jim's a longtime listener. And he's been hitting us up on Twitter and telling us about his favorite episodes. And Jim just wants to say we appreciate you. So yeah, we do appreciate you, Jim. Shout out the pod on Twitter, and we will uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show. And if someone is looking to follow our Twitter or our Instagram, our handle is uh, look for us album underscore vs on Twitter and Instagram album underscore vs album, and uh, or just check out the link on uh, wherever you found this you'll uh, find a link to the socials and makes a difference guys and we appreciate you uh, checking in with us so um, okay without further ado uh, let's get into songs that make you happy so the first track is special because it is not only a great song, but it's also a previous guest of ours singing the song. It absolutely is. It's uh, our guest from our Bjork episode, Des Hume. And what a banger it is. It's such a banger. It's such a banger, in fact, that Tom, who is Des Hume, uh, when he released it on Spotify in 2020, it uh, became his, he had a, I'd say, a, a viral hit with this song paid his rent multiple times he uh it's been streamed i think at this point it's been streamed over two million times yeah 2.59 2.59 million times and i'm counting for good reason it's a great example of des hume's uh, melodic sensibilities catchiness and it's just chill baby it's just a song that makes you feel good it does make you feel so good and i just want to point out when you're listening to this song Bass guitar, or I guess bass, just bass. I don't want to say bass guitar, just the bass, is so commonly underused. And this song has a great, just funky, simple, prominent bass part. And I love it for that because bass is, it just make, warms the cockles of my heart. That's, that's a thing, right? Cockles of your heart? It, it is a thing. I'm not, it always sounds kind of pervy. I think it's like an English thing. I'm not exactly sure what it is. It warms the cockles of my heart, don't it? Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. So, <laughs> thank you. I often get that. So, um, other than, than it having a great bass line, what about this song makes you happy? song makes me happy for a couple of reasons in 2020 when we were really like in the depths of like wow things are locked down things are a bit weird and this song came along and it just sounded like sunlight coming in through a skylight window it sounded like a 
a warm day in East Vancouver where you're walking with a friend and you're on your way to get Greek food or something. Like it just said, it, it, it felt, it felt. I love the specificity. <laughs> I'm just thinking about things I've done with Tom who sings the song too. And also the fact that like, I've really loved seeing how Des Hume's music has evolved and become this really awesome mix of dancey and melodic and like this song is just so soothing it's uh just a song that when i put it on it just immediately puts me in a relaxed mood but i feel good like you know it's like it's like when the sun comes out and you're eating you're on a porch or something you know it just it makes me feel so it's a comforting happiness it's a comforting happiness nice and it also makes me happy because uh, I just love Tom of Des Hume a lot. He's very and, lovable. He's very lovable. And it's just and it's just so good. Like it's just so so good. And I am just and I and I love like I've loved his work for years, but like I'm just so into his the output of the last few years and I think the song is just like a great um distillation of everything he's just kicking ass with right now. So it just makes me happy on a friend level, but also it just makes me feel really good well great choice i i would just like to say i mean maybe we'll do this each time but this gets my also i also give this the happy stamp approval happy stamp happy, approval that's how i should say that happy approval stamp uh, the, the happy the the happy stamp of approval yes i give it the happy stamp of approval it's definitely puts a smile on your face you can't help but move your shoulders a little bit mm-hmm. and it's lovely well, thank you. So good job, Tom, on that song. And good job, Kale, for starting off our playlist flawlessly. Thanks, buddy. I feel it leads into my next song, my, next, my first choice as well. It's kind of in the same tempo. And I'd almost say even makes a few of the same musical moves. So my first choice is American Wrestlers. There's no crying over me either. Also a notable song because uh, we sort of legally use this as our theme music. For like our first three episodes. First three episodes. <laughs> well, I always picture us one day walking on stage at a live music podcast thing. Or um, a, and that song, we come out, we dance to it. So I've always pictured it. I like it. So that's uh, just that's a my fu- twisted brain. This is a future memory. Wow. I think you just named my next band. Um, so, yeah, American Wrestlers, not a band I'm too familiar with. Friend of the pod and uh, multiple guests, Jordan Clausen, told me about this band because I became the owner of a large Takai, like, multi-track recorder that records onto, like, cassette oh, tapes. You were gifted? So I was gifted by someone I know this uh, recording unit. And when I made my EP, every song we did something on this recorder that, you know, you it's analog, it's, it's early wave digital, but you plug it into the wall, you plug your mic into it, you put a cassette tape in, and that's how it records. Wow. It's super cool. Jordan has it at his studio right now. Um, we're sharing it. But... Um, it's kind of a dream of mine to, to make music on it. And when I was telling him this, he's like, oh, you should listen to American Wrestlers. This guy records recorded his whole first album 
on four tracks and eight tracks, like, like analog onto tapes. So American Wrestlers, they're a band from uh, St. Louis, and it's off their album, which is self-titled, which actually was an independent release in 2014 on Bandcamp. Really? But um, I'm just going to read this quote because a big part of why this makes me happy is kind of the sound. To me, it sounds, well, kind of like what you said, like future memories. It's, it feels like nostalgic mm. while also being fresh. So it's kind of like exciting, but also feels like, oh, I know this. Well, and also the idea that like we hear so much stuff that's recorded purely digitally to have, and like there's something when you think about listening to records from you know decades past where it was recorded fully analog, and there is a, just a different feel to it. So to think you could record something in 2021 or 2022 and totally to analog, like that does also kind of that's exciting because then there's like it puts limitations on you, but it also creates a, a vibe. And like hearing you say that when I when I hear this song, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense because it does have a warmth to it that you don't quite get with um, yep. other bands. Yeah, the warmth of tape, you know, recording on tape, but also like the guitars are a bit warbly. The recording's not really perfectly lined up tempo-wise. You know, it's a bit loose, which is very human sounding. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm here for that sound. I also just love the melody and, and then, um, like honestly, it sounds funny, but like what makes me so happy in the song is just the sounds of those guitars. They're just big, simple, and they just make me feel like the first time I ever like played guitar and it mm -hmm. sounded good mm -hmm. is how that sounds to me. It's just like big and celebratory, even though the lyrics are kind of sad. And and before we jump into, so I didn't so I didn't get to ask you about that. So that that answers perfectly why this song makes you happen yeah sorry i kind of did it before you asked me no that's, that's next time i'll let you ask okay i'm let, sorry let me ask you all right so one thing i do want to ask you though before we jump into listening to the song is um is also part of what makes you happy about the song is that you can picture yourself making a song like this now that you have this piece of equipment i don't know if i can make a song this good or even sound this good but um Maybe that's part of it, yeah. Kind of, it's exciting. It's exciting with possibility. It, it, because it is cool to hear that that's part of the reason you're into it. Because I think having, like, I look at that with, with writing and books that I like. And when I read a story that really blows me away, I both feel often I just really enjoy it. But there are times when I'm like, it makes me excited to work on something. So I'm like, I want to get better because I want to be able to like, aim a little higher on something. Well, you, know? you want to be able to do. To someone else, what this has done to you. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that that's such a cool feeling. Now, let's pivot. Because your next choice is not the same tempo as the last two songs. Hell no. So, my next song is from probably one of my favorite records of the last five years. So my next pick is Basking in the Glow by Oso Oso. I was turned on to Oso Oso by a previous guest, uh, Carson, uh, from Vikings Beekeepers, and he had called out Oso Oso on one of his best of year lists. And it was the EP they had before this record came out. So I'd heard about them from reading that list. 
but I hadn't really checked out the EP, but he kind of called them out as like new wave emo and, and really good and really catchy. And so when this record came out, uh, it's also the title track, uh, Baskin in the Glow is the name of the record too. And Oso Oso is from New Jersey. And it's just like, it's the best modern, like pop punk slash like new emo I've heard like I think in the last five, eight years. I just cannot get enough of this record, dude. Like, I just, I just listen to it all the time. Uh, so still, still, yeah. I, I put it on for runs. I haven't listened to it too much in like the last maybe eight nine months, but uh, it used to be like my go to running record last year. And it, so it came out in 2019. And uh, yeah, so it was the the Unihone mixtape was the one that Carson um, kind of turned me on to, which but, is the one you. Uh, Showed me as well. I think I, I showed you that one, and then but then when Basket and the Glow came out, I was like, "Oh, this is like, uh, this dude is at like the fucking height of his powers." So, is uh, so the the gentleman behind it? It's one guy, Jade uh, Lil Tree, and he's well, it's technically actually, I guess he's not from New Jersey; he's from Long Beach, New York, and he's just an absolute G. Like this guy, I don't know a ton about the dude, but this song just makes me so goddamn happy. Why? This song makes me happy because it's like it captures that thing we talked about earlier about how it's so hard to write a happy song about a good feeling and not have it be cheesy. And Basket in the Glow is the third song on this record. And so when you listen to it, it like... It starts with like the the first song is called Intro and then The View was also a contender for favorite song. And then it it has this amazing build. And this is the thing I miss sometimes with certain records I live to nowadays, where it just gives you everything all at once. Where like it makes you kind of wait and earn some of the moments that come in these songs. And then when Baskin and the Glow comes on, I'm just like it's like and like when the chorus comes in. me feel it just makes things feel expansive and i just feel like i want to go run or like i want to i it, you know what it is it's like it's the barometer where when i was in high school and even in my 20s i would say even now when i hear a song that gets me super fired up i picture myself on stage singing the song and this is a record that makes me want to be on stage and be a musician singing these songs because they make me feel so good. And I can say, because you got me into this band and I've listened to this record a few times, this is a record that makes me think like, man, maybe I should just start a pop punk band because like this sound, like this is just so fun. It just sounds like music that you want to be in. And if you are someone who thinks you're above pop punk, you need to check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Yes, exactly. Enjoy a good song. Yeah, put, look in the mirror and say, why? Why do I think I'm better than one of the finest genres out there yeah matt why do you think you're better than this yeah <laughs> matt walker <laughs> i hope he's listening i'm sure he is so the, the, i mean my next song uh benny sings oh i can't wait to hear miracles 
So I can't wait. So don't beat me to the punch. Why does the miracles make you happy? I mean, there's so many reasons. Okay, intro but like, this first, is the but one. I wanna, I wanna, this is the one I'm so excited about. On the, this is probably the one I was most excited about for the whole playlist. Because I had heard of Benny Sings, like so long ago. No, I'm not being like I heard about him before he was cool. That's not what I'm trying to do. I had heard a song by him. Um, it's called uh, Big Brown Eyes. And I'd heard it because of someone I knew, I can't remember who played it for me. And I remember I thought, wow, what a cool song. It sounded like something from like the 70s or something. Like shit my dad listened to, like Chicago or something. But like kind of funky, you know? Mm-hmm. And that album's from 2011. Big Bra- uh, The album's called Art. The song's called Big Brown Eyes. I hadn't thought about him since that. So 10 years later, Spotify suggests uh, Benny Sings has a new record. And I was like, this guy? I mean, you look at the album cover, it's... I mean, I wouldn't say that being handsome's his, like, what makes him famous. So I saw the picture of him and I was like, whoa. And then I thought, like, Benny Sings, I know that. So I went to his profile, I was like, oh yeah, this guy. And... I, I told a coworker I'm like, hey, this new record came out. Let's put it on. We put it on. Right away, it's it's got the album. It's got some great bangers. And uh, we came on to Miracles, and we both like looked at each other like, oh, this song's rad. Um, you, you know, uh, so Benny sings. The guy's name is actually Tim. I'm going to try this. Tim Van Berkestein. Berkestein? Berkestein? B-E-R-K-E-S-T-I-J-N. Sounds like a Transylvanian lord. So he's... Mm, Dracula. No, he's um, he's from Amsterdam. He's, uh, oh, he's an Amsterdam boy. Yeah, he's an Amsterdam boy. So this is his eighth album. It's called Music. And uh, this song, just a real quick side note, it, it features Emily King. She's a uh, New York R&B singer. Grammy nominated. She's got some real sexy tunes too. If you're, if you're in the mood... To listen to some, like, smooth R&B, she's great. And then it also features Peter Cottontail, who is, like, I guess his big claim to fame would be, like, doing some music with Chance the Rapper, and also that girl, uh, SZA. Oh. I he's, just hear he's Peter Cottontail. Some... I think Peter's Potter. Yeah, exactly. And I think... Well, that's Peter Rabbit, I guess. That's Peter Rabbit, Rabbit, which I just saw the sequel. <sighs> amazing. A great movie? Yeah, you think, at the end, you think they're going to get caught by animal control but they get away <laughs> they get away um spoiler alert yeah oh sorry so that might be what gives it it's to me it's a very special song on the record and to answer your question what makes me so happy about the song is like a bunch of things ultimately i think like musically it's up it's got like a chill beat really fun piano line um but for me, it's I think what makes me so happy is this choir vocals. It's kind of churchy, mm-hmm. and it does have a churchy vibe. But then he also says, "I don't believe in mar- like my like walking on water." Well, yeah. So my favorite lyrics, exactly, Kale. So my my favorite lyrics in this song are just the first chorus. I don't believe in miracles, walking on water, but I believe you're beautiful. So let's just start there. It's so simple and direct, and just 
positive. It's a sing-along song, yeah. and we are going to the concert together in December, and yeah, I cannot are. wait. When he plays a song, I'm going to kiss you right in the lips. <laughs> in front of Rena in front, and Laura. Is Laura coming? Laura should come. Uh, I, she didn't want me to buy her a ticket, but she might want to come to see that make sure just to see that in person <laughs> yeah so i have not much else to say i just think the song is really well written and uh also can i just say like one of the things i love about the song is how it's just uniquely constructed because it really does have these three parts to it and i just like really enjoyed it and you sent it to me and i was like I sent it to you within five minutes of the first time I listened to it. Yeah, and, and with <laughs> no like, context. And I was like, what is this? And like, I'd heard, I, the only reason I'd heard of that guy is because he had done a song with Mar Mac DeMarco mm -hmm. that I'd heard and liked. And then you Also said, off this album, which is a great song. It is a great song. And so I was like, oh, this I'd is say that's my second favorite song on the record. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm excited for Mac to do, I think Mac's been really like cool in his heels for quite a while now. And I'm like, curious but i think he's getting itchy to do something new and like here comes the cowboy was just a, a snooze fest in my opinion so i think like there's a couple good songs there are a couple good songs but i would i would argue that i thought i thought mac got a little indulgent on that one in terms of like like maybe just like let's remove all the string from the blanket and see if it still keeps us warm you know <laughs> And I was just like, "That's great! I've never heard that saying before." I just came up with it now. I don't know. I just came out of the. Brain. I love but that. You gotta remind. You gotta keep that for when you write something. I just, I just wanted him to try a little harder, you know. And I just feel like he's like, it seems like he's like ready to try a little harder. Well, yeah. speaking of trying hard, Benny sings. I feel like he doesn't try at all. He's effortless. It, it this does sound oozes effortless. out of his body. His blood is just this. It's great. Funky laid back groove. Now that we've gone to Amsterdam with Benny Boy, you are gonna have to. So restorations. This is a whole. This was the one I was like, oh, interesting choice, Kaleo. Yes. So, I am picking one of my all-time favorite punk songs by a Philadelphia punk band called Restorations. criminally underrecognized but also they fully acknowledge that they are a band um, I think a bunch of dads are in this band they um, they're from Philadelphia and they just the guy like the lead singer just has this amazing like you know I'm a sucker for a good gruff vocal like needles and pins from Vancouver like I love that guy's voice so many good just gruff vocals out there but this dude has a particularly great vocal timber and the songs that Restorations does, like they just tend to be these really great kind of soaring sort of melodic punk songs. And you could even maybe put them in the post-hardcore camp. And this song is called A, and it's from a seven inch they put out. So there's A and B. And the opening of this song just lights my heart on fire. I just... Love. Your heart gets lit on fire by yeah. the opening of this song. I just love the opening of the song. I love this whole song. I just love the build in it. I think a big thing I realized when thinking about songs that make me happy is like songs that make me feel that like 
that are like propelling me towards something and this song really does that so why don't we uh take a listen and then we'll we'll talk a bit more about it What a voice. Like, that is a voice that the world needs now. Oh, yeah. We, we all need to hear that guy sing. I loved the harmonies. When I heard this song the first time, the part you pointed out, I guess it would be the bridge. The big harmonies that sort of crescendo the song is just big and beautiful. And a lot of the guitar work is really interesting. But I also see like this kind of plays into that first song. It's another one of those kind of like, yeah. or sorry, the second song on our playlist. It's kind of a hopeful joy. This one for me. Yeah, totally. And, and even like even even like the completely different song, but the vibe of even of Tom's song on Wild World. It's like there's sort of this like groovy hopefulness to it, and there's not. It's not groove so much, but like there's just like like this melodic drive, and the song just builds in such a cool way that it like my favorite lyric is when um there's the breakdown and then the guitar come back in it's like and then it's like you hear a bit of the drums kick back in and then he says and i believe the lyrics are because i can't even find them online but it's like um and sometimes i remember like it was my eyes i think that's what the lyrics are i'm not even totally sure but it's like it's the and the way it builds kind of back up to that like god the goddamns and hallelujahs is also a line that um just like a little snippet i really love but everything about this song is like it makes me feel like you know what it makes me think of lucas is it's like the best of america it's like these are like guys who i feel like worked at coffee shops in philadelphia who were just making cool music and then were playing at bars in the evenings and like really going for it. And it was like, they were kind of going for that dream of like, we're going to like work our day jobs and then do this music. And it's like, this kind of like this sort of this beautiful, the beautiful drop, the, the beautiful grind of the American dream. And I think like ah, the there's grind, there's still that gl- glimmer of hope for America. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's in that it's those people, it's in those people. Yes. Those it's... people are the, and same with Canada, just different. So very big switch here. Big switch. Very big switch. So because tell, tell me about this next pick, Lucas. This is an interesting choice. Are you aware of the band Granddaddy? So cool. They're a group from Modesto, California. They started making music in 1992. So they're almost. But they're not. These aren't like Tennessee kids. I thought these were like uh, Appalachian kids or something. They're from California. Yeah. Oh. And they're like, you know, they're 
they're technically like they're most of their albums were released in the 90s because their third album is someday uh, spelled s-u-m day and uh v2 records so cool record label cool you know cool like the the album is from shit I so someday is their third record released in 2003 and that's when i was graduating from high school but i remember around that time i was really excited about music someone had suggested this band to me and this album is track for track just so well written mm. so interesting it's kind of in like that kind of early like indie pop lo-fi kind of like almost like some of it's almost like twee or something but this song first time I listened to this record and ever since this has been a song I bust out anytime I can it's probably the most silly song on my playlist it's pretty silly it's and a little silly it's super silly I mean the main melody on it is basically going up and down a major scale like na 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 if you know how to push the white keys down on a piano you can play this line they tweak it and they you know, they do some interesting stuff with it. Mm -hmm. But this song just has always brought a smile to my face. Partly because I think it's so silly. But then also there's kind of this weird under belly to the song that kind of feels real. Like the stories in the lyrics are real. Mm. The, the It's a bunch of characters kind of. There's a, there's a football a um, high school football coach drinking beer watching TV and there's like a dog that's mad because at one time someone tricked it yeah it's what I like like it's interesting because I'm not very familiar with this band but it's cool to hear a band create such like specific references to characters like you don't hear such characterization songs all the time and so it's cool to, to have that really called out here I like it and uh, my favorite lyrics are the opening lines I mean, like, I, I looked through them all, but I was like, no, these ones sum it up best. The supervisor guy turns off the factory lights, so the robots have to work in the dark. And there's a carload of kids with beer and cigarettes burning out and doing lawn jobs in the park. It just kind of paints this picture of, like, an evening in just a shitty small town. Where everyone, just every, what everyone's up to. Yeah. It's just all... Painting a scene, it's like a Norman Rockwell. Yeah, Norman Rockwell of like a Norman Rock great. I like it. Yeah, dude, I never thought about his name's Rockwell. That's great. <laughs> I've had a dude most of a bottle of wine. So I'm just should we start a band called Norman Rock Heavy? Norman Rockhard. Norman Rock. <laughs> uh, so I love that this next artist is on this playlist. <laughs> and you gotta explain to me how this one made the cut because James Taylor. Yeah. Well, what's he doing on this playlist scale? Well, Lucas, uh, James Taylor is, I would say, a guilty pleasure, but guilty just in the sense that he is. James Taylor doesn't need any other fans, you know. He's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. He he's he's had a great career, but there's something to me so comforting about James Taylor's greatest hits I have it on on record I have Sweet Baby James that I believe my dad gave me and I have those two James Taylor records and that's all I need it's like I might buy James Taylor's greatest hits part two but all my favorite songs 
on the original James Taylor's Greatest Hits. It's just a white record. It's just got the titles. Oh, I know the one, dude. My parents. You know that one? In my mind, I'm going to Carolina. Can't you see the sunrise? Yeah, dude. I Can't you just feel the moon rise? Ain't it like a friend of mine? Leave me from behind And I'm going Carolina Dude, I grew up with that record uh, Number one and number two But number two, no, it's good Yeah, number two Number two I don't need I I feel like number one's the one And part of the reason I picked this particular song It's got like a little part in it That is like stuck in my brain forever Where it's like He sings, do me wrong do me right right now. But don't let me be lonely tonight. So and, is I, it- and I cannot. It's like that line, it like scratches this like inner itch where like I've had that stuck in my head and not in the past and not remembered that it's a James Taylor song. I'm like, what the fuck is that song? Like, you know when you have a song <laughs> stuck in your head? Yes. And you're like, you're like the only way I can like scratch this itch is if I listen to the song and I don't know what it is. And I realized it was "Don't Let Me Be Lonely Tonight" by James Taylor from um, this record that I love. And it's not one that I advertise, but like James Taylor, the whole record just makes me feel so good. Like it makes me feel just warm. It 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 just makes me feel happy and just chill. You know, like it's like I wouldn't put it on all the time, but it's like it's one if I put on. I'm like. It's all good, baby. I'll just sing along. I'll just sort of like, I'll throw a pizza in the oven and just like put on James Taylor. And when it's you nice. say it's all good, baby, you mean it's all good, sweet baby James? You know? Don't let me be lonesome tonight. Well, speaking of being lonesome, we're about to be lonesome because we have one more song left. One on more playlist. song. That's it, everybody. One more song to keep you happy. So, Lucas, tell us, what's the last song on our playlist tonight? Obviously, every time we do something like this, we struggle because it's so hard to narrow it down to four, but... I became aware of Nick Waterhouse. It just looks cool. I'll give it a quick listen. I heard a couple songs and I thought, whatever. And then I saw one song was featuring Leon Bridges. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give that a listen because I love Leon Bridges, as I've probably told you about a thousand times. Nick Waterhouse, he's, um, he's an L.A. dude. And he's making... I guess he called it 60s pop. Mm. Are you familiar with this stuff? I'm, I'm a little familiar with Nick Waterhouse. I believe he's played with Billmore a couple times. Um, I have a vague memory of maybe seeing him play, but I don't think it was actually Nick Waterhouse. But he, uh, the name Nick Waterhouse reminds me of white guy, Buddy Holly Glass's suit, singing like Ernest Soul songs. And so like, you've nailed it. That's exactly that, it. So he's got one of those things where he's got the reputation for being kind of a recording purist so he's also got a lot of analog recording kind of like what we talked about with American wrestlers but he's also always writing music that sort of seems like it's from you know when Marty McFly goes back in time it seems like it's from that era you know this is your cousin Marvin Barry yeah he uh (laughs) so so he's kind of like the um (laughs) he's the Marvin Barry yeah yeah, that, that's honestly like if I had to to distill it, he does sort of seem like the Marvin Berry. Seems like Marvin Berry. I think what I like, I guess I'm just a sucker for dudes recreating old music sounds in modern day. 
I guess. Because I love Leon Bridges' first record. And mm. I think that's why they connected is because both of these guys sort of have this like... Leon Bridges' first record, you know, it sounds like it's from the 60s. Mm-hmm. But then it's not. Which is kind of weird, right? You're like, why? Yeah, why? Why not? But why not as well? Why not? So the story I've heard about the song is that apparently the two of them were getting massages together. They were friends already. And Nick was playing this guitar part, and Leon Bridges just started singing. Wow, they were getting massages? I know, that sounds really weird. But the massages is important because he says she started singing about Kachi, which Leon Bridges' mother told him the word, which is like a slang. I can't really find the origin, but it's a slang word that means loving touch, huh. which okay. also could maybe mean massage. And the thing that probably makes me the happiest about it is that doo-wop vocal. It's just, anytime you can get a good doo-wop in, I like that it doesn't rely on anything too smart. Mm. It's simple, and the grooves may be a bit worn in, you know? It may be a bit of a rut, but it's like a good rut. It's like, you're like, I'm not mad. Like. No. I'm not mad that waffles are still one of the best breakfast foods. They're best breakfast foods because waffles are delicious. But it, so I'm not mad that this music still feels great to listen to. Totally don't, and, and not to be bad about waffles. It's like you just like, and it's almost like he's doing just. He's still serving up waffles, but it's just like slightly different. Yeah, he's tweaked it. Just slightly different. And you're like, cool, man. I'll come back here. I'll check that. this out. I'll, I'll, s- that. I like I'll that. see what your what kind of maple syrup. Maple sriracha syrup you're pouring to next week. I don't 100%, 100%. care. 100%. I hope that this playlist makes one person happy at least. I'm hoping maybe two, maybe three. If you're... It's a good playlist. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe.